want to welcome you to Cornerstone Church. God's good, isn't he? So most of you are here because there's a game on at 12 o'clock. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, if you're new here, my name is Sean Apking. I'm the lead pastor here. We're glad you're here today. Listen, let me tell you something about next week. Next week we have Jimmy and his daughter coming. Now, Jimmy's not coming singing or anything. He's going to be talking about reconciliation that he found with his, his daughter. His, he had a daughter about 40-some years ago, never had a relationship with her until a couple of years ago, and how God brought all this together. Listen, I'm telling you something. You need to invite everybody that you know, because I really believe families are going to be put back together this next week, okay? And so I, I promise you, bring your kids, uh, call your neighbors, get them here, because it's a powerful powerful testimony of what happened in Jimmy and his daughter's life and their whole family. In fact, Jimmy's whole family is actually going to be here uh, for this. So please don't miss that. Uh, I've heard uh, from other pastors that have had him in and his daughter in, how, man, just just hearts have, have been changed because of this message. So don't miss it. Amen? So that's next Sunday. We're starting a new series today called Us. We're going to talk about us. Everybody say us. We're going to talk about really what God wants to do through us. Now, uh, this week we'll start it. We're going to talk a little bit about vision here today. If, you, if anybody would say, what's your life message, Sean? It's about vision. It's about purpose and seeing people follow the plan of God in their life. That's my, that's my heart. It's my, I, I love it when I see you doing what God has called you to do. Amen? And, uh, and being on that plan and on that purpose in every single uh, way in life, in every single sphere in your life that you are following the plan of God and you're doing it with all of your heart. And that's what we want to see. And so we're going to be talking about us. We're going to be talking about uh, vision uh, today. We're going to be talking about here in two weeks. We're going to talk about the vision of Cornerstone Church because I know every, we have to do that often because you know, it kind of seeps away and we forget what we're here about. But, uh, and then the, uh, for the rest of the, the month, we'll actually be talking about this issue. I believe this is so powerful. The Bible says where there's no vi- vision, people, what? Perish. They're lost. They're unrestrained. They're, they're not following God's plan in their life. You can follow along in some notes that you have in your bulletin day, but turn to Jeremiah chapter 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know... The plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, I want to tell you something about what what the Israelites were going through. They're going through captivity here, and they're looking at, and they didn't have any hope, and this is what God was bringing was bringing hope into their lives. See, I believe God has a plan, a specific plan for your life. Now, there's there's a teaching going on out there that you know that you can do whatever and God will be happy with whatever you do, and that's a bunch of lie. You know, I believe that you and I 
that have a plan from God. From the foundation of the world, God looked and knew you were going to be born. He ordained that, and He has a specific plan. If He knows how many hairs that are on your head, how insignificant is that? Don't you think He knows what He wants you to do tomorrow? Don't you think He's planned that? Amen? And so many people don't even get into the plan of God because they don't realize how how worthy you are of Him and of His Son and how much He wants to use you and accomplish great things in your life. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 says, "...who also made us sufficient ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, letter of, but of the Spirit, for the letter, letter kills, but the Spirit gives life." Look at what it says and how he says in the Message Bible. He says, "...his letter authorizes us to help carry out this new plan of action. Talking about the new covenant. The plan wasn't written out with ink on paper with pages and pages of legal footnotes killing your spirit. It is written with, with spirit on spirit, his life on our lives. You know what that means? That the very new covenant, the very purpose that you are here on this earth is not written just on, on, on paper. It is actually spirit on spirit. And when you become born again, the very spirit of God comes in you, the very Holy Spirit, and he enacts a plan on your heart. That's why you have something on the inside of you that God wants you to do and you feel it and you know it sometimes it's hard to get there because our flesh takes over and our flesh wants to do go over here but you're always drawn to something of god how many guys understand that there's something inside of you that is that is formed from the foundation of the earth for you to accomplish and it's not for you to accomplish alone it's accomplished with god you know, this passage, you can turn to Acts chapter 8, verse 4. I've been thinking about this passage for the last few months. And it says here, it says, Those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ. And the multitudes, I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward, and the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. And it says, and there was great joy in that city. You know, I've been challenged by this verse. In fact, my faith and my vision really has just been expanded. Because it has a few things here. You know, what the early disciples were known to be, this is what their heart was. And this should be our heart today. This is what their heart, to know God and to make Him known. That was the heart of the early disciples. That should be the heart of every single believer from that time on. That should be your heart. It's to know Him and to make Him known, to go out and to speak it. And here in the early church, this is what they were doing. They were preaching the Word everywhere. And that's our heart. We, our heart is to see you doing what God has called you to do, to preach that Word. What's the Word of God? The Word of life. The word of love, the word of acceptance, the word of honor, the word of power, the word that we are a family. To preach that everywhere that, that you go. And that's our heart is that Cornerstone Church is not a building. We, tr we try to hammer that into our minds all the time. The, the, the Cornerstone Church is not a building. It's a people. 
And that you, as you go out of here, you preach the word of God. Whatever the word, whatever God has placed inside of you, whatever you have heard and studied, that that comes out of you. And so they went everywhere preaching the word. And and they went everywhere. So they went this place, this place, and this way. And they preached the love and the purposes of Christ. And then they were hearing and seeing miracles. I believe as our church that we need to start believing for greater things. Amen? That we're going to believe for greater things. That we're going to step out. We're not only going to believe it quietly. We're going to speak it out even more and see miracles. How many want to see miracles? How many need a miracle in your life? Amen? And so they were hearing and seeing miracles. This was after Jesus was dead and rose again and went to heaven. And so they were hearing about them and seeing miracles. You know, my heart for Cornerstone Church is that people out there will be hearing about the miracles being done by the people in this church. That God using you. Come on, you can say amen louder than that. (laughs) And seeing and hearing. How are they going to hear the miracles? Because you're going out and saying, look what the Lord has done. That's what it is. So we're going to be praying for things that are beyond human ability and declaring them publicly. And then we're going to be, and there is great joy in the city, and we're praying for our city that God, not just Blue Springs, Eastern Jackson County, the whole Kansas City area is going to know God. We're going to engage our community. You know, I don't understand how things are going to happen completely. I don't know how it's going to get done. Just because I don't understand it doesn't mean I'm going to fly over it and miss it. We're going to engage it. Amen? And we're going to engage the vision of God because this is what it's all about. Life is eternal. What we do as a church is about eternity in your life, in your family's life. It's in the city, in this world, in this church. It's about eternity. Church is not a social club. Being the church is not about just getting goosebumps on Sunday morning. Being the church is being the light, being the salt of the earth, and doing what Jesus did, doing those things now. Being like Him now. And see, that is what's been in place inside of you. That's what God has inside of you. And we must be intentional about living our life on purpose. Listen, if you aim at nothing, you're going to get it every single time. And that's what a lot of us do. We have no purpose. We have no vision about what God has for you. But there is something, I'm telling you something. If you're a believer in here, and if you're not, you're going to have an opportunity to become one at the end of the service because God wants to place something inside of you so great that you can't contain it. And God has something inside of you. See, the world needs us to be who God has called us to be. The world needs us. This world needs you to be who God's called you to be. Amen? Your family needs you to be who God called you to be. You need you to be who God called you to be. Amen? And that's you rise up. And you don't have to look like me. Why are you laughing at? You like my haircut? 
I hate getting haircuts. I don't have time to talk about that. But anyway, you don't have to be like the person next to you. In fact, God named you different. God made you look different. I don't mean that in a bad way. He has something different for you, but you need to grasp that and take it and run with it and run with what God has. The world needs us to be who God called us to be. The world needs this church, Cornerstone Church, to be who He's called us to be. Amen? So we're going to talk about vision and purpose for the next few weeks. We're going to talk about you today and how you can start living that because I'm, I'm telling you something. You grasp the hold. I was in here as the worship team was practicing and I just started to pray. And I, let's, let's give a hand to our worship team, man. Aren't they awesome? Thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, when they were practicing and they'll stop and talk a little bit about what they have to change and everything. But man, I was just feeling something with the Lord, you know. And so the Lord, I was just standing back there, he started giving me a vision. And I, I saw, it's my heart. I saw you going home today. I believe it was an active vision. That means it was something that's going to be active today. It's going, to, it's going to activate you today. Going home and getting at your kitchen table or some table. I saw you at a table. Writing down words for the Lord. What He has for you. There's some of you today that haven't heard the word of the Lord. And you search for it. I promise you today. Go home. Get a blank sheet of paper. And within minutes. It, would be, it will be filled. With words from the Lord. That he's given you. What he's called you to do. What he's called you to be. And who he's called you to go to. Amen. So listen carefully to this. Today. Don't just put it off as another how to do something. I believe this is very important for you, for us to take. Because I believe we need to run with what God's called us to run to. Amen? So let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for our heart, your heart towards us. We thank you, God, that you have filled us with everything that we need. As a believer, Lord, you have given us everything of you. And so we receive it right now. So, Father, as that song sang, Spirit, break out, break the walls down. I command the walls to be broken down in Jesus' name. From us hearing from you and accomplishing what you've called us to do. In the name of Jesus, there's young people in here that, Father God, think they're too young. Father, that wall needs to break right now in Jesus' name. There's older people here who think they're all done. I command that wall to break down because you, have, you want to use the young, the old, the in-between, and the people who don't know who they are, that you want to use them great and mightily in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Let me give you three reasons, three huge mistakes that stop us from living, living out the plan of God. Now, some of you might do one, some of you might do two, but you need all three to really live out the plan of God in your life. John 10, 27 says, my sheep, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That, see, in every part of a vision, every part of what we do, Jesus, we are following him. He is going before us. You are never alone. He's already been where you need to be. And so that's where he's at. And we need to follow him. And the reason why people don't follow a vision and most people are in the same place they were spiritually in their ministry 40 years ago. They're in the same place because they didn't have a vision written down. And if that's you, take, take heart that God is saying, here's the day, here's the time. It's not wasted anymore. It can be redeemed. Amen? And so here's what we need to do. Number one, the reason why people don't follow the plan of God is they have no written plans or goals. Now, even the world knows that you have to write down your goals. You have to write down a plan. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 says, The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. You know, Habakkuk chapter 2 says, Write the vision, make it plain, and put it on tablets so the runner may, who runs with it may read it and run with it. So you need to write it down. That's why I really feel like the Lord gave me that vision of you going and writing things down. You need to write those things down. Number two, the reason why people don't follow the plan of God, they're not getting God's input on it. See, it's not about your plan for your life. It's about His plan for your life. Amen? God has a wonderful plan for your life, not a wonderful life for your plan. And so many times we don't get with God on this. That's why you go home today, get a blank sheet of paper, sit at a table, sit in your room, sit somewhere, and ask Him, what do you want from my life? My life, And start writing it down. You get that written plan, and He'll start giving you the, what you need to do. So you get His input on it. See, when we find His plan, we will find success and fulfillment. We'll find success and fulfillment. Look at Psalms 30, you don't have to turn there. Psalms 33, verse 11 says, But the Lord's plan stands firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. Proverbs 19, 21 says, You can make many plans, but it's the Lord's purposes that will prevail. Proverbs 16, 3 in the Amplified says, Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to Him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will. I love that. When you just get all into Him, He'll, he'll cause you to be agreeable to His will. So your, shall your plans be established and succeed. I tell you what, there's some of you who are going to go home, you're going to start writing down, you're going to get with God, and you're going to get His plan in your life, and you're going to start working it. And, it. and it could be a plan in many different areas, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But you need his input. Number three, you need to do, you not only need to write it down, you not only need his input, but you need to partner with God. And sometimes we think we have to do it ourselves. There's a part that you do yourselves, but there's a part that's supernatural, and that's his part. 
And that's why we always come up short. How many of you, don't raise your hand, but you feel like you always come up short to the vision of God because you never just allow Him to be God in your life and to get His super on your natural and become supernatural. We need the supernatural part of God. Proverbs 16.9 says, We can make plans, but the Lord determines our steps. James 4.2, Yet you don't have what you want because you, ask, you don't ask God for it. You partner with Him. You know, it's His plan anyway, right? And so when you're walking the plan of God, you get Him on it. Now you can do one, you can do, but you need all three. You need to write them down. You need to get them for the Lord. You need to get His input on it. He has it in you, and you need to partner with Him. He's inside of you. That's the reason He's inside of you. So you need a vision where you are at and doing what God has for you. And listen, when you have a vision of God and you know what, and it's written down and it's established in your heart, you're not going to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You're going to stay stable. You know, the Lord gave Lisa and I a vision for Kansas City 20 years ago. We were at a, a church in Hartsville, Alabama, and we had resigned in July of 93. And um, but didn't know where we were supposed to go. We just knew we were supposed to resign. And uh, there was nothing wrong. Everything was going great, but we were supposed to. We just knew it was right. And uh, and the Lord began to give us a vision for a city. He says, "You're going to go teach where teach faith where faith is not taught. You're going to give hope where hope is not there." And so He began to give us a vision for for a city. We didn't know it was going to be Kansas City. And we had a stack of opportunities. I mean, this is job opportunities that we could have gone to. And we decided not to send our resumes out to every single one. We decided to pray about it and ask the Lord, where are we supposed to get? Where is our place? And the Lord sovereignly picked, a, picked Lee Summit, Missouri for us to start out. Over 20 years ago. And we knew as the Lord. And that, that word that this is our place and that word that we're supposed to teach here and be here has kept us here in Kansas City. Even though I've had great job offers elsewhere, we could have went somewhere else. We could have went to other churches. We could have went closer to our family. We have no family here. You're our family. I'm going over to dinner afterwards. Amen. And so what kept us here is because there's been times that have been very hard for us. There's times I I was working on the mission field, uh, operating even out of Kansas City. But I was coming home and everything. I had job offers. You know, you get tempted when you're not doing well. You know that. And you don't feel like you're supposed to be where you're going. And and so temptation came. and, And I tell you what, what kept us here is because we had a vision for Kansas City. We still have a vision for Kansas City. We are not moving from Kansas City. We love the beach. We love Florida. We love places hot and warm and nice and, you know, to have a breeze and palm trees and, you know, lemonade and you know what I'm talking about. But this is our place. This is where God's called us and we love this place. See, a vision will keep you stable. It'll keep you stable in what God has for you. That's why you need one. 
That's what makes you strong. That's what makes you going forward in God and doing what He's called to do because He has made you an able minister of His new covenant. Amen? So let me give you three P's. I call them P's because they start with P's. To successful vision. Okay, number one, you need to prepare. You need to pray. You need to search out the Word of God and find His plans for you. As you're praying, as you're reading the Word, it's going to come in live inside of you. I promise you. You're going to search that out. And you're going to plan. And you're going to be setting goals. It's so important. Someone told me one time, Sister Sean, I don't need to do that. I don't need to plan. I don't need to write it down. I'm good, man. I know what God is. It's, it's in here, Sean. It's in here. You know, I don't really know where that guy is anymore. You need to write these things down. You need to pray. You need to search the Word. And you need to find His plan. And vision will come in four areas of your life. Luke chapter 2, verse 52 says this, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So you're going to increase, you're going to have vision, number one, in wisdom. You're going to have vision to, to God's going to give you a plan, a purpose, a way to increase in your wisdom, in your understanding, in clarity, in your mental capacity. You need, to, you need to gain that. You need to learn. You need to ask the Lord, how can I increase in the area that God wants you in? So if you, he, He's calling you to do this, you need to gain wisdom in that. I was, when I was with uh, Youth with a Mission, I was put over a, a piece of property and I had no clue how to go to a city council. I had no clue how to talk to a mayor or architect. I had no clue. But I was someone who was willing to do it and uh, I did it. And so guess what I did? I prayed and asked God for, for a wisdom on how to do that. Give me a plan on how to understand city councils. Right? How to meet with the planning commission. And it wasn't easy. But you had to get a plan. You had to get a vision. So you need to have a, have a vision in this area of wisdom. You need to have vision in the area of statue. That your, your reputation, you're going to be someone who's going to increase. You want God to increase your reputation. People to know you. People to understand that you are someone who is faithful. Someone who's faithful. In that, you can have wisdom, a vision for financial goals in your life. The third, third thing you need to be is social. Vision socially is relationship, your realm of influence. Because you're going to need a team of people to come alongside you to help your vision. Amen? You need to have a team. That's why we do everything around here is through teams. If we, I catch one of our staff doing things that someone else could be doing, they could have got a team to do, you know, I, I, I talk to them about it. You need a team of people. So you need to increase in your relationships. So God's going to give you vision in that area. And spiritual, He's going to give you a vision how to get more of Him. Relationship with God and your kingdom influence. He's going to give you goals to set. 17 years ago, I was walking through our church and this lady started coming up to me and said, Sean, how are you doing? I said, I'm tired. The next Sunday, she did it again. How are you doing? I said, I'm tired. I always would say, I'm tired, I'm busy, I'm, 
everything. She so he kept on, I'm tired, I'm busy, I'm tired, I'm busy, I'm tired. But suddenly she says, Sean, why do you say that? I said, what do you mean? She says, every, time, every week I ask you that same question and you say the same thing. So how are you tired and busy? And I couldn't tell her. I said, I just have a lot of things going on. And I, and I was, I was tired and busy. And so she says, Sean, I, um, I think you're just confused. I said, what do you mean? She says, you, you don't even know what you are. You don't even know how you're tired and how you're busy. How are you busy? Oh, I'm just busy. Well, busy doesn't tell me anything. And you know what? She was right. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't have any plan. I was just doing, I was scattered. I was going this way, this way, this way, and this way. And so she paid for me to go to a Franklin Planner seminar. How many has ever been to one? None of you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I learned a lot because what they did was tell me, even this is a, not, a, not a godly thing, it was a worldly thing, but they told me how to write things down. And so where I used to think, well, I was busy and I was going home frustrated every day because I didn't feel like I was getting anything done. How many's ever been there? That I started to write things down. And I started getting vision in four areas. Wisdom. My reputation. Socially. Even my relationship with God. And I started making goals. Daily goals. Weekly goals. Monthly goals. Quarterly goals. Yearly goals. Five-year goals. Lifetime goals. And I began, this is godly principles here, but I began to do these things every single day. What I wanted to become in my life became a daily event. And what I used to think I could never get accomplished in one day, I got accomplished before 11 o'clock every single day. And I wasn't being faithful with what God had called me to do. See, listen, God has given you something, whether you know it or not, and He requires us to be faithful with it. To be good stewards of what He's given us. And the way you do that is by writing it down. And is getting vision and purpose in every single area of your life. Every realm, every area, every sphere of influence of your life, you're going to get vision for. And you're going to write it down because you're going to be faithful with it. Because listen, you are faithful. Amen? You are faithful with what God has given you. And you're going to write it down. So you're going to prepare for that. And then you're going to present it to God. You're going to give it back to Him. You're going to present it to Him. Daniel 9.18 says, Listen, my God, and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolation in the city called by your name. For we are not presenting our petitions before you based on our righteous acts, but based on your abundant compassion. And you're going to present it back to the Lord and say, okay, here, God, bless him. Here it is. This is your plan. This is your will. This is where we're going to partner with God and bless it. But then you're going to present it to others around you, your spouse, your friends, 
around you. And you're going to show them, this is what God has called me to do. Because you're not going to hold it in. You're going to let it out. Matthew 18, 19 says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, you ask my Father in heaven, He will do it for you. Are you wanting that? Amen? You're going to write it down. You're going to get people in agreement with you on it. And you're going to run with this thing. You're going to partner with the Lord. You're going to present it with Him. And then you're going to partner with Him. With it. And this is what makes the running with the vision cool. That you're not, the, you're not alone. In fact, you're not even the author of that vision. Who's the author? Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of it. Amen? And so when you, when you prepare and you, you prepare and you get vision in every area of your life and you write it down and you present it to him and present it to others and get his agreement on it, get others agreement on it, and you partner with the Lord on this. So you're going to do everything you can do in the natural. That's what you can do. And then you're going to expect the supernatural. That's something you can't do. That's what he will do. In your life. First Corinthians 1 then says, God will do this, for he is faithful to do what he says, and he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Psalms 24, verse, verse 4 says, May he grant your heart's desire and make all your plans succeed. God wants you to be a success. He wants you to succeed. He wants us as a church to succeed. He wants you to succeed in what He's called you to do. See, God has a plan for you. You can know that, oh yeah, God has a plan for me. But until you write it, the only way you're going to run with it is when you write it down. So you need to go home today. You need to get with your spouse if you're married or get with your dog. I don't know. You get with yourself and God and you're going to get down and you're going to start preparing your life now. One of the greatest things Lisa and I ever did concerning our finances, besides tithing, was getting together on it. I've been telling you the power of two or more for many, many months now. In fact, for a year. Over a year. You know, she never did, did the finances. I did it all. It wasn't that I wasn't letting her. We just didn't do it. But when we decided to come together, I lowered my pride and allowed her to come in. Our finances have been great ever since. I mean, they weren't completely bad, but they, it could go, how many guys know your, your finances can go better? How, how, amen? Just raise your hand. Amen? And I tell you what, where there was two or more, and we became in an agreement, and it's just been awesome ever since. See, that's the power of agreement. If you're single in here, you get someone else. You have friends. If you don't have friends, come talk to me. I'll, talk to, I'll, get, I'll get some friends for you. No, I'm not joking. I will. You get people around you. You have God's agreement that He loves you and He cares for you. And you write those visions, that vision down in every single area of your life. And watch 
God move. You come in agreement with somebody. Listen, if you have no one else to come in agreement, I will come in agreement with you. And I will pray with you. Because I want to see God move in your life and use you. God posed a question to us today when I was back in the back. And you know, I just, I just love, the, how many of you guys just love the Lord? He is so super cool. And uh, you know, He gives you the desires of your heart if you delight yourself in Him. And that verse we read uh, that said that um, He will make you agreeable to His ways, basically. You'll like His ways. The Lord just, just really posed a question to us. And that I'm posing it to you because He's asking you this, okay? What do you want Him to do? Because this is what He knows, and, and I know, know about it too. I'm sure you do too. That if you love Him and you're a believer, that down deep inside you already know what He's called you to do. And you already want to do it. So He's asking you, what do you want Him to do? So go home and write down What do you want God to do in your life and through your life? And you're going to fill up a page or two. And some of you who talk a lot, four or five. Because it's not over for you. It's not over for you. You're not too young. God has a plan. How many of you guys are willing to do that today? Amen? You guys are willing to go home and write it down? So bow your heads right now. So Father, right now we just pray. And Father, just reveal your heart to us. Reveal your plan and your purpose to us right now. In Jesus' name. So, Father, you pose a question to us. What do you want you to do for us? What do we want you to do for us? So, Father, we're going we're gonna to answer that in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord. And we bless you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands to the Lord right where you're at. Just ask Him to reveal His heart. His heart is not somewhere up in the heavens. His heart is inside of you if you're a believer in here. No matter what your past has been, no matter the mistakes you're in, He wants to use you today. He has an awesome plan for your life. So, Father, we receive it now in the name of Jesus. We receive all that you have for us. And, Father, we're going to be faithful with it. Because 
you created us to be like you so we can go into this world and be a light to be like you. So you created a story, the story of us. So today and this week, as we seek your face, we will write your story for us down. In Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.